what we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, you're listening to a mini episode. Uh, I don't know why I always say mini. Like, they know at this point that they're listening to a mini episode. But the excitement, huh? It's as if it's our first one. You know why you're excited? I'll tell you why you're excited. You don't even know it, but you're excited because it's the blessed month of Ramadan, my friends. Listen, That's what's exciting you, huh? Happy Ramadan to everyone who celebrates and to everyone, actually. Yeah. Who cares if you don't celebrate? I'm wishing it to you as well. Good. I appreciate that. And and it's so much better than Lent. I think we can all like. agree. I mean, I mean, when you want you want to test the metal of your of your character. Oh, I'm going to give up milk chocolate for 40 days. Get out of here with that. We, we, I speak as though I am a practicing Muslim okay. for a moment, sure, if you'll sure. permit, Marco. We give up all food and drink. Okay. And I'm saying that because I know people go, no, but you can have water. Right, right? water. No, we cannot have water. Nothing Not water? From sun up to sundown. Of course. See, again, even you, even you, ate two, ate two, Marco. Yes. No water, my friend. Can you brush your teeth? You could brush your teeth, and some people are very particular about, like, it's very, really spitting it out so they don't, you know, um, get anything in. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely nothing. And and these are the tougher times. Sunset is... it's later. It's eight, and it's after eight. Man. It'll be closer to like eight fifteen, eight twenty by the. Um, what if you have medication you have to take at a certain hour? You just um, dry dry spell it down. No, I think people, depending on the types of medication and how often you have to take it, if you have to take it with food, sure. doctors will recommend okay. that you don't fast. Okay. Those people should not be okay. fasting. Um, my father-in-law, uh, you know, his blood pressure medication be damned still fast. And, uh, but that guy is like, he just comes out of it, a a new refreshed person. And it's, it's, it's pretty impressive, impressive to watch because he's a, he's a, he's a eater, but he's a drinker. He's a very, uh, you know, a, a, a enthusiastic drinker. And then, uh, 30 days doesn't even touch the booze, doesn't even think about it. Wow, that's crazy! Like I gave up Lezepole di San Giuseppe this year for um, for Lent. That sounds hard. That sounds hard. Are you okay? I'm okay. You know, I was able to have some hard boiled eggs with a bit of salt on it. That was fine. But that sweet pastry with uh, you know uh, shoe pastry filled with cream and the amaretto ch- cherries on it. It was a very difficult thing to give up. I have to say, ridiculous, um, ridiculous that you would even bother to bring that up while we're talking about actual sacrifice. Oh my goodness! Okay, and so, so eat. how long is Ramadan? It's 30 days, my friend. So wait a minute. It's 30 days you're not eating from sunup to sundown? That's correct. That's Now, okay. here's what happens, okay? It, it, my thoughts on the, on, on, on the subject are if you do it with the intention of uh, sort of gaining something from a spiritual perspective, sure. I think it's very good. And there are benefits to fasting. Those are clear. Yep. Where fasting uh, fails is when the person themselves binge eats before sunup and binge eats after sundown. And I've been in the Middle East for Ramadan. I've been in Saudi Arabia many years ago. And I just, I mean, animals roasting on a spit and food for days. And what should have been the party for for Eid, which is the celebration at the end of Ramadan, 
was a nightly party for 30 I days. See. And so you, and then, and you, you meet people who are like, I don't know. I don't get it. I gained weight during Ramadan. Right. And I'm in my head, I'm like, I get it. I know your people. I know what you're doing. So the, I, I've seen it. in some ways, this is just an extreme form of intermittent fasting. It seems. I mean, if you want to connect it to you and 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 uh, and, and people like you, I guess you could say that. Listen, man, I'm I'm messing around right. here. I am actually I've given up booze because I wanted to take a month off of booze, and I've been very unsuccessful many times during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I said, finally, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up booze, and I'm gonna draw strength. Yes, from the people who fast from sunup to sundown. And also my wife and I are actually going to basically intermittent fast. Amazing. Uh, and I say basically, because what we're really doing is no snacks after 6 p.m. Okay. Well, listen, and that is essentially what we eat in the evening, tons of snacks. So if you know me and you know me not drinking and not snacking is my Ramadan, you know what I mean? Wow. Like that is, that is tougher for me than not eating from sunup to sundown. So I don't know. I thought I would draw strength from my fellow, uh, uh, you know, Muslim brethren and, and do sisters fall into the sisterin. brethren. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you need to say sisterin as well. I didn't know if it was a word. I didn't know if that word exists. It is sisterin? now, I guess. I don't, it is. Yeah. My brothers and sisters, you give me strength right. and I'm channeling it. I know you hate me because I don't uh, fast, but I'm doing uh, the best I can for myself. Well, listen, and, uh, if they yeah. hate you for that, they should love you for your new podcast, which oh, is amazing. Sure. It's so great. If you don't get enough of Ali Hassan in your life and you need just that pinch extra and you're like, where am I going to find it? I don't live in Canada. I can't access all his great work on CBC and all the other places that he happens to be available to us here in this great nation. Um, then I invite you to check out Dr. Versus Comedian with your co-host, Dr. Asif Doja. It is fantastic. Did I get the name right? You did okay. not, I, I, and uh, and that is fine. You know, the, that that only Asif. hurts Marco okay. because you are such a uh, a hero and a mentor to him, right? So for you to reduce him to an Asif, Asif. is uh, Asif? it's it's Asif. Asif. Sorry, it's Asif. Asif is yeah. awesome. First of all, much nicer <laughs> yeah. than you. Actually, I prefer his portion of the podcast than yours. But listen, you take the good, the bad, the yin with the yang. Listen, That's no, it. it's great. That's why you have both. Tell us about that. Tell us about this podcast because I think it's. We need both your voices. I think it's really important here in the podcast landscape. I think you guys have a solid podcast and it's entertaining and enlightening and two things I love that I get from a podcast. Well, so Asif is my childhood friend and my oldest friend in the world. And we would have often conversations about this kind of stuff. And he was like, what do you think if we had a podcast together and we envisioned it and we're going back a year and a half, you know, sometimes you, people have a podcast idea and they start it the next day. Yeah. I, I actually liked the way we did this because he had no real radio or microphone experience and he really worked on it. And he really sort of um, did sort of trial and error mock shows just with himself. And then a lot of time researching what episodes we could dig into. And what it is, is for half the show, uh, I ask him questions about medicine. That's the second half as a, as a dumb dumb, yeah. you know, as yeah, a person sure. who is just like, I don't know, tell me about, you know, the other day, for example, I said, Hey, remember in high school, I assumed it was the same in his high school. I said, do you remember in high school, uh, anorexia and bulimia were always a thing. And there was always that one girl. Apparently she has yeah. this. And he goes, are you an idiot? That is, that is his wife is a pediatrician. He goes, right. that is 60% of my wife's practice wow. right now. I was like, are wow. you kidding? 
He goes, I can't believe you. I was like, dude, this is perfect. Look, if I don't know how prevalent it is, there are other people who don't know how prevalent it is for sure. So this is the kind of things we talk about, for example, eating disorders right now. Right. And how rampant they are and, and the reasons for them. Uh, and then he'll ask me things about comedy or entertainment. Sure. Like, what it is? what is it like in the in the uh, audition room. Yeah. What is it like to build a comedy set? What is it like to have life on the road? Mm. Things that you and I might take a little bit more sure. for granted, but the average person doesn't know yeah. that world. And so, uh, and, and uh, he's a very passionate guy as far as entertainment is concerned yes. too. So we have actually have an Oscar oh. uh, episode coming up where he pediatric neurologist talks more about the films than I do because he's so passionate about film and always has been. Will you be talking about medicine and film? Because you guys talked, you know, your episode where you talked about medicine on television. Did they get it right? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you know, I'm if, it, if it's a medical drama, I'll even watch medical dramas in foreign languages. If it's on television, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah right. I will watch it. And Amanda will come home. Come home. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching this medical drama. She's like, what language is that in? I'm like, Hungarian. <laughs> Uh, thank you. But like, you know, uh, the good doctor, you know, you guys talked about the good doctor. It was originally a Korean show that they brought over mm. here. So, but fascinating topics. I learned a lot from the ketogenic, uh, episode you guys did. Cause I thought I knew it all. I've read a ton of books and like, I found insight there, the joke stealing episode, like f folks do yourself a favor, check out doctor versus comedian. It is uh, phenomenal. We're having a good time, yeah. you know. We're 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 number two in Canada on the on the medicine podcasts. Uh, so people seem to like us in the medical community. Uh, they're uh, they're um, they're they're forgiving, wonderful people. Oh. So thank you very much. Yeah, you can check that out anywhere you find your uh, your podcast. Today on Eat and Drink with Marco and Ali, uh, Ali me is going to ask Marco. Yes about some products. So I've been researching uh, the food world. I've been researching different things that are coming out. You know, we're, we're, we're still in this pandemic. There are, I'm looking for things that'll make us happy potentially. And there are new creative sort of inventions and, and, and products that are coming out right now uh, during the pandemic. And I was like, Michael, I'm sending you some links. Yeah. You take a look at these and I want your thoughts on these various products. So I'm going to present you with five of the things that I sent you. Yep. Uh, information on, and I want your thoughts on this. The first thing, Starbucks, our old pal, trusty Starbucks, many locations have gone out of business, but Starbucks is testing a new borrow a cup program. Yeah. They're doing it on a small uh, small scale in, in Seattle only with five locations. But borrow a cup is uh, you can basically uh, lease a cup, you know, it's reusable, it's returnable uh, for a $1 refundable deposit. So I mean, the idea, I can't imagine you saying what a stupid idea, but are, what do you think? Okay. Are people going to do this? Are people going to spend a dollar just so they don't waste knowing how many hundreds and thousands of tons of, of waste is caused by, uh, by coffee every year? I don't know. I, I didn't realize I was going to speak for what people are going to think about this because I have my own opinions on this. So. You know what? Speak for yourself. I'm going to speak then. for myself. Speak from, I, speak from, speak listen, from the people should try to adopt you know, recycling and doing better things for the environment. So I'll say that. However, I got a little bit of a problem with this because I've always had a problem with Starbucks or any other coffee place that takes a consumer's cup and fills it and does things with it by the machines that they have, the espresso and the coffee machines. Because once they grab that person's cup, 
and they bring it to their field, I feel like there's a contamination happening here because I don't know what Buddy Love in front of me did with his cup before he handed it to the barista. And then I'm going to get a drink that that same barista is going to make with the hand that they touch that cup. And if the cup touched the nozzle of the thing that they're going to use to make mine, then my coffee gets contaminated. So there's a reason. I don't know who Buddy Love is, Buddy, but you painted a wonderful picture of a a fellow human being. I like it. I think he does good things. No, Buddy Love does. He's a citizen of the world. No, he's not good. Listen, I don't. What a name. What a name. What a guy. Yeah, no. I have have issues with that. Now, if the barista is like, oh, you've got your cup? Great. Allow me to make it in this thing, this reusable cup that they use and pour it in. Great. But I don't like this handoff business as well. You know, this, you hand it back, they wash it and they reuse it. I want to know what the process is when they wash it. Is it like when you send a beer bottle to the to the beer store or wherever you purchase beer and they recycle those bottles and they and they wash them really well? Or is it like they take it and they rinse it in the tap and then boom, they hand it to the next person? So I want to know what the process is or the process is, depending where you live, um, for the sanitation of these things. Reusable yeah. cups, yeah. I would rather... Let's say sanitation meets your standards. Mm-hmm. Let's say okay. sanitation meets your standards. Do you think it's a good initiative? Do you think a dollar is too much? I just want to ask you about the price point of it. Now, you are not littering, but you are paying a dollar premium to not to not litter. Right. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on that? I don't mind the dollar if it's a dollar that gets recycled as well. So, for example, I pay a dollar. I use this cup. When I hand this cup in, I get a new cup or a new dollar, sort of like a rental system, right? If I lose the cup, Mm -hmm. I lose the dollar. But I also want to know, where's that dollar that they make going to? Yeah, fair question. So if if it's going to helping the environment, I honestly believe that the key doesn't lie in, let's charge people to use recyclable cups. I think it's build a better cup. Build a better Mm. cup disposable cup that will disintegrate and add to the environment rather than subtract or leach leach toxins into the environment. That's where I stand on that. But I think an initiative like this is a great starting place. Talk to me a year or two years from now and let's see where that is. But just don't don't use Buddy Lug's cup before you make my coffee. That's all I'm going to say. Poor with Buddy. That. Poor Buddy. He's so good. He tries so hard. I will tell you this. You know, uh, before the pandemic, Starbucks was trying to um, do their part to, uh, to, to, to reduce waste. They had to sure. indefinitely pause the programs that were in place because of COVID. They couldn't do this, you know, uh, refilling of reusable cups because of your uh, bias towards Buddy Love. <laughs> the company uh, that, that collects the cups, cleans them, sanitizes them, and gets them back in 48 hours is called Go Box. Okay. G-O Box. So you may want to look to uh, look at their, um, you may want to basically email their CEO. Okay. I know how I, thorough you are. I will, man. I want answers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's out there. That's only being tried in Seattle at some locations, but you might see it and, uh, and hopefully you enjoy well, it and it serves a purpose S- for you. Seattle's even worse. The people there are like mangy as mange can be. So God knows what's in their cups. Okay. I don't know why you want to threaten our Seattle base of fans for no good reason, but all right, fine. That's who you want to be today. Uh, speaking of fans and fan bases, here's some news. Yep. Official. Yeah. Not just uh, yeah. official. More official Game of Thrones beers are coming to celebrate the TV series 10th anniversary. And, you know, I've always said to you, Marco, I'm never drinking another beer unless it's a Game of Thrones beer. And so this is, of course, (laughs) incredible news. Uh, Or is it, I put to you, 10 years have passed since Game of Thrones debuted. Not only, not not, not ended, debuted. So we're we're celebrating, I guess, our anniversary. Two years have passed since the show uh, ended. And uh, there are already food and beverage, um, you know, 
products that are already wine, whiskey, Oreos. Sure. Uh, Mountain Dew, a bunch of stuff. What do you think about these beers? What about this? They're partnering with a beer company. They're not making right. their own. And then it's going to be Game of Thrones uh, um, uh, cans themed, that themed come out. Cans, yeah. For, yeah, themed cans um, come out. Here's my thing. 17th. Ordinarily, I'm against these gimmicky things. I always think that they they peter themselves out. They're They're in for a moment. But I received a scotch, a Game of Thrones uh, uh, branded scotch from our good friend of the show, Loretto Grimaldi, one of the best scotches I've ever had, House of Stark scotch, and it was fantastic. So I think it really depends on the uh, company that that is doing this to do their due diligence and provide, put their, put their logo or their show on an appropriate, um, an appropriate product. So if the beer is good and you want to label it Game of Thrones, House of Stark, House of whatever, I'll drink that. I'll drink that business provided that it's good. You know, a great, uh, great point. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of a scotch, a nice warming scotch. You're sitting right. down in the fall and it says winter is coming mm-hmm. uh, on, on the scotch. I, I like that. Sure. I like what you're saying. Um there is a, I can't remember the name right now. We're going to put it on the Instagram feed when I do remember, but there's a brewery out of Hamilton, Ontario. Right. Um, they, 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 they send their beers across country and very beautiful art on the cans. While I'm drinking those cans, I love the beers. They have IPAs, double IPAs, session ales, all these kind of great beers. Uh, I love them. But then when it's done, it's done. And and I remember I, we were there. We were there close to my birthday. And my wife's like, I'll get you a T-shirt. Okay. So now I got to take it with me. But once you're done the beer, the, the art is kind of disposable. That always troubles me. And I know some people will keep the beers, these cans sure. around because it's Game of Thrones. Uh, wash your cans well. Yes. Or you're, you're, going, you're headed to Fruit Fly City. Just, uh, just a little note there if you're interested in this. Uh, in these in these beers, and you're going to keep them. Wash them well, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what and I find uh, interesting, though. So, for example, if we're talking about branding with products and stuff, you know, when there's a brand that's associated within the context of a show, let's say, like yeah. Harry Potter and the Butter Beer, and then you go to Disney and you're at the Harry Potter World or whatever it's called. I'm sure we're going to have Disney people, you know, freaking out. But um, and you try the Butter Beer, <laughs> and it's not what you imagine. Yeah, it's it's a little bit crushing. So I'm always like, oh, man, like, did you have to ruin it for me? I loved it in the book. And all of a sudden I'm drinking it and it's super sweet. It tastes like a butterscotchy kind of drink that just doesn't. That's right. Just isn't my style. And uh, I was like, I thought it was so much better in my mind because I read about it uh, before. So, you know, I think there needs to be a bit of caution, too, when you when you're when you're bringing something to life that so many people have so many high hopes for. So, well, it's very interesting, buddy. I had butter beer. And I had the lowest expectations. You know how you have a, sometimes, uh, what is that called when you have a coconut oil in a coffee? Uh, uh, MCT? Like the MCT? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but there's a name for it, like a, a shotgun. I'm going to have a shotgun coffee sure. or something. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what anyway, you're talking about. Like coconut, coconut oil in, in coffee. Coconut sure. oil in your, in your coffee. Yeah. It's like a have a powerhouse yeah. coffee. Um, I thought it was butter. In beer. Oh. I thought it was butter oh. in beer. And I was like, I will never. And then I heard it was butterscotch right. flavored beer. And I was like, oh, you guys should really put the scotch word yeah. in there. The butter really threw me off. And then I had it and it was so much butter, better, better than butter floating in beer. See, for me, butter in beer sounds delicious. I would totally have butter in beer. Yeah, no, no, man. Okay, Yum. You've got problems. Also, 
Uh, I would just like to revisit what I started very quickly. Sorry. Collective Arts yes. Brewing. Yes. Is the name of the place in Hamilton, right? Check them out. Check their website. Fantastic beers, uh, beautiful art. And uh, we'll give them a little plug on our uh, on our Instagram as well. Why not? Now, next thing I we we it was it was five products that I wanted to put sure. to you. The next one that I saw has just come out. Hellman's is um, we all know Hellman's yep. mayonnaise. Yep. So Hellman's is now after years about talking about real eggs, real eggs. They're coming out with a vegan mm-hmm. dressing. Okay, good. Don't call it mayonnaise. That's smart. I don't know if they needed to do that. They're also coming out with a Hellman's. Um, with with I think forty percent more eggs. So I mean, did you need forty percent more eggs in your Hellman's? I don't know. Anyway, so if you wanted your mayo more mayo-y, yeah, that exists. And finally, the product I wanted to talk to you about was these Hellman's uh, drizzle sauces. So yeah. they come in, you know, a tube sauce, or like like mustard or ketchup, and um, they say, "Are you tired of ordering out?" <laughs> which is you know hellman's you're not solving anyone's no. ordering out problems but anyway beginning in april 2020 hellman's is coming out with five new sauces that'll make your food taste like it's came straight from your favorite restaurant roasted garlic creamy bourbon barbecue cilantro lime creamy chili honey and roasted red pepper are the five different flavors in these hellman drizzle sauces what are your thoughts on this mark okay listen i'm not a sauce kind of guy like i'm not don't like you know how people get sauces for their pizza and then they yeah. dip their 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 crust of the bread in the pizza yeah, i a, think if you're a making a pizza that's really good. You don't need to dip it in a sauce. You can just eat the delicious crust itself. Oh, but you yes. can make an inferior uh, pizza and then say, oh, but here, let's jam cheese and give you sauce and it'll mask the grossness of this actual pizza. Now, I yeah. live with someone who loves sauces. So my wife, every time we order pizza, she'll always order some stupid, I shouldn't say stupid, should yeah, order yeah, ranch, uh, ranch yeah, bacon dressing, whatever. some yeah, sauce right. on the side, right? So. Yeah. I've kind of come to the fact that some people have different tastes than yours or mine. And it's like, all right, so Hellman's, I've always thought, made a really good product. So if they're going to incorporate these flavors with their mayo and you're going to have a mayo-based sauce, I mean, if that's what you want on your French fries or whatever it is you're going to use, I'm not going to stand in your way. I I think a little bit of choice like that, I'm for it. You're a good man. Yeah. I uh, I hate this product, uh, okay. this product line for two reasons. Okay. Number one, it furthers the uh, experience of people not making stuff for themselves. You know, I told you I haven't made, I haven't bought a salad dressing in ten years, sure. right? Once you find out it is uh, uh, olive oil sure. and something acidic like lemon juice and a little bit of salt, and that can be a dressing. You can get, add garlic, you can add Dijon, you can add uh, maple syrup, you can do so much to make a simple dressing at home. And then I go and I look, I read the salad dressing labels. There are sometimes 28 things in a salad dressing, and I don't know 20 of those. So this is, I really, really hate that. That these, and you know, look, Hellman's has to be creative. They're a company who's trying to branch out from their their core business. I respect the, the, the intention, but for society at large, these are the things, A, that we consume without knowing any, you know, people are worried about vaccines. I don't know what's in it. Tell me if you recognize 10 of the things in creamy chili, honey sauce, Hellman's dressing. Uh, all these dressings are a things you could probably make at home with a regular mayo. You could even make mayo. At yeah, home. you could make your own mayo at home. Do you make your own mayo? I, I have, okay. I have, but I just don't eat mayo anymore. Fair enough. I haven't eaten mayo in years. Um, I just, I, I found stuff like tahini was a good replacement. Sure. I don't know. I, it's I not went for in you. Fair direction. enough. 
it's not for me. It, we weren't eating enough of it. I think two mayos kind of went bad, right. and then we were like, enough. Oh, let's find a four-year-old can of tuna in the basement just so we can use right. this mayo. And it wasn't it wasn't making any sense. But like some things are easier to buy. Ketchup, if you're into ketchup, sure. you know it's it, it's work to make ketchup. Of course, maybe it's it's work to make. Uh, mayo, especially if you eat a lot of it, but like these other, like these sauces, it's going to be a lot of artificial yep. stuff. And it's also going to encourage people to, to make less of their own stuff, which you could. It's a, if you made your own bourbon barbecue mayonnaise at home, that's a rewarding experience. I guarantee you. Plus you're probably loaded off the bourbon, which you did not put in your mayo. Listen, sauce. for me, olive oil, good olive oil replaces all this other shit. You can you can stuff sriracha and all the other kind of stuffs in a flavored mayo and all that. You give me a little bit of olive oil, good olive oil with my bread or brush it on my steak, a bit of butter, whatever, and that's all I need. I don't need you to go fancy and mask flavors with other sauces. That's my personal opinion. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, number 4 yes. product coming to the market. Was announced in early April. A uh, huh, a home brewing video game is coming to. Uh, don't worry, it's Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch next year. All right, so all all the platforms that you might be on, Marco. Yeah. Uh, it offers all the science, so I do appreciate that. Sure. Without any of the actual beer, don't appreciate right. that. Basically. Um, what they're saying is that home brewing isn't an ideal hobby for everyone. Sure. You don't have maybe the space or the money. Right. Maybe you can't drink that much beer that comes with those big uh, gallon or multiple gallon, you know, Demi uh, Johns. jugs. Yep. Yeah, Jimmy Johns are what they're called. Yeah. Demi Johns. Yeah. Uh, Demi Johns. Yeah. So then um, you still have an interest in making beer, but but you can't drink it. You could make it in a video game and you could scratch that itch virtually. So the game is called Brewmaster. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think it's pretty ridiculous. I don't know. Like, I come from a family that used to make their own wine, you know, ferment their own wine, make their own grappa, all this stuff. So for me to yeah, go on a video game to learn or to have fun doing that, no, it was always the biggest chore when I was a kid to help my dad or my grandfather make the wine. And you grab those crates, put them in the crusher, crush them all up, then, you know, take them and put them in the gallons and put them in the in the big uh, barrels and stuff. No, thank you. Listen, if you want to make wine or you want to make beer and you don't have the space in your place, there are plenty of facilities where you can go and do it there and then they'll hold the product for you. That's it. But if you're going to play a video game, I mean, maybe it's time to get off the off the computer, off the video game control panel and do something else with your life. I can't even add to yeah. that. That is so well said, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and, and yeah, I was going to mention that too. A friend of mine didn't have the space. He lived in a yeah. small condo. Um, but the place where he was making wine, homemade wine, which was awful, uh, by the sure. way, just a side note, was um, was was stored at the uh, at the winemaker, you know, in, in, in this little strip mall in this plaza. So, yeah, you have those options. Uh, but also get up and and walk around is a is a very good idea. Exactly, and a very good suggestion. Okay, finally, last on our list. Uh, last on our list. Very interested to get your opinion about this, uh, folks. You don't have to wait any longer if you are keen on getting incense that smells like grilled cheese all the time. Craft, we know craft from the craft singles, craft uh, uh, peanut butter. You know craft. Craft yes. is a multinational billion dollar company they are making incense talk to me about your thoughts on this incense my buddy it smells like two craft singles 
melting between crispy, buttery slices of bread. Okay, so I you sent me this article. I didn't understand it. I read it. I still don't understand it. It takes a couple of times. Yeah, but here's my thing. I am not a big fan of food-smelling products. So, like, you know you can get candles that smell like baked apple pie or things like that, and then you light it sure. around Christmas and your whole house smells like baked apple pie? Well, then I yeah. want to eat baked, baked apple pie. I don't want to be smelling right. the smell and being like, yeah, okay, but where's the pie? Because all night long while this candle is going on, I want cinnamon, I want hot chocolate, whatever the scent happens to be. You're going to light grilled cheese um, incense can, uh, incense sticks or whatever it is, then I'm going to want to eat grilled cheese. And mm. I don't know. I think there's better incense uh, scents out there that we can explore if you want to use incense than grilled cheese. I hear you, buddy. I uh, I dated a woman who wore a, a perfume that kind of had like a maple, maple, sure. mapley syrup tinge to it. And uh, I don't want to even tell you the things that we did together. Sure. And mostly it was because of her perfume. So yeah, when I smell it, I'm, I'm interested yeah. in it. And um, I agree with you. If it smells like grilled cheese and then somebody's like, would you like a carrot stick? I'm like, I don't want your friendship anymore. Yeah. Um, Another thing to to note here, it's called the grilled cheese sense. Right. So they took the word incense, right. rela- replaced the word in with the grilled cheese, the grilled cheese sense. Let me tell you that that's maybe some of the worst marketing I've ever sure. seen since the combination of mayo and ketchup made mayo chup. Yep. Mayo chup rolls off the tongue yep. even less than the grilled cheese sense does. So this is awful marketing. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Uh, also, it is it is cloaked in disappointment, as you've suggested. And uh, and also, it's okay to get away from food for a while. We we let our stomach rest. Yep. That's a big accomplishment. We can also let our eyes and our... Uh, and our uh, olfactory glands. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. And our eyes, our nose, and our uh, and our uh, nostrils rest for a bit too. It, it's actually good, you know. I, Bill Maher, who I'm I'm loath to compliment these sure. days, but Bill Maher had this great saying or, or this great great notion. He was like Americans. He was commenting about the epidemic of like uh, you know health and, sure. and uh, obesity and all this, and he was like Americans are no longer satisfied with food until they are coming from the mouth, right? And, uh, and I think this is more of that. Like everything has to be extra special now loaded with more flavor, like that kind of thing. But now it's in the scent sure. uh, category. And I, I don't think we need it. Let me ask you this. And I'm a big grilled cheese right. fan, big grilled cheese fan. To make processed cheese, I'm sure there's a lot of things in it that aren't close to the actual cheese equivalent. So to make craft mm-hmm single cheese, processed cheese slices. I'm sure there's a lot of chemicals going on versus just slicing a thin slice of actual, you know, Wisconsin cheddar, let's say. What kind of chemicals goes into making an incense to smell like a highly processed food item? And how healthy is it for you to be ingesting that incense through the nose or any other place that you ingest it? Right. Well, I'm glad you asked me because as you know, I've been making incense in my own home for the last <laughs> decade. And so obviously I am the expert on this. Why would you think I would know that, buddy? I have absolutely no idea. No, but I'm no just idea, saying, but, how, how bad yes. is this product? You're speaking yeah. rhetorically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it can't be good yeah. for you. I look, man, we used to get those like Glade air fresheners. We used to get those air fresheners in your car. And after a while, I don't know. All I, all I think about, and, and I shouldn't say all I think about, but I think about it way too much. I think about 
cancer. Yeah. Like, this is not a good way no. to end this episode. But I think about cancer a lot and how it's on a, on, it's really on the rise. Sure. And if you ask, you know, one doctor, is it because of this? They go, no. Well, then why? We don't know. Right. Is it because of this? No. But then why? We don't know. So in all the we don't know, I start wondering if it's these products that like these strong detergents and shampoos and, uh, you know, uh, uh, dryer sheets and also these Glade, sorry, Glade, these plug-in air fresheners, right. I should say, and uh, and and these air fresheners that hang from your car. Sure. I mean, our ancestors didn't have these. Some people are going to say, yeah, your ancestors died at age 42. Right. Not mine. There you go. They, they were hardy folks. Amazing. They were not hardy. They had heart disease sure. like crazy. But yeah, these, these cancers are, are fairly new, a lot of them. And um, I don't know. I always worry about this stuff. So the, um, the more I can limit fake stuff in my life in general. Now, I, you know, I'm also, you start talking like this and in, in a year, you're washing your clothes with oatmeal. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm also not ready to become that guy. Sure. But what I can easily avoid, I try to easily avoid, and I'll tell you what, craft, I can easily avoid your grilled cheese air freshener. There you go. I don't even think freshener is the no, right word. No, for, no, air polluter. That, wow. that that's a weird way to end. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I wanted I want to end on a happier note than that. But 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 here we are, folks. You tune into our next episode. This mini went yeah. maxi, by the way, huh? We're passionate about our yeah. products. I'll try to keep the next one briefer, and that's where I present yeah. some products to you, Ali, and see what you think of these new, new age, newfangled, whatever you want to call it, these new products that are coming to market. Or some of them are uh-huh. a little bit they've been around, but I want to get your impression on them. Sure. I'll have, uh, I'll have joy in my heart and probably a few hateful comments as well. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. And don't forget to check out Doctor versus Comedian, uh, the great new podcast you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much. And don't forget that you can also uh, reach us, uh, eat and drink podcast eat and drink at gmail.com uh, or on social media at uh, podcast eat and drink. And, um, or is it podcast eat drink? I podcast so eat bad. drink at Gmail eat or, drink. At, or at, at our, at our social uh, media. Or on all yeah. our socials. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, subscribe, give us a great review. If you, if you feel like it, if you don't feel like it, you know, you don't have to give us any review. Yeah. How about yeah. that? What do you think? But if you're enjoying this podcast and you're like, you know, I've always meant to give them a review, but I haven't. Now's the time. Yeah. What a nice way to say it. Thank you very much, Mark. All right. That is it for us until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one. Forks up.